0: Welcome to the Two Top Podcast. The weekly podcast where we go over different topics in the world. I'm your host, Thomas Lance, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Berg. How's it going? You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Make sure to follow us on Twitter to stay updated on the latest episodes. Now let's dive right into this week's episode of Two Top. And welcome back to the Two Top Podcast. We're here, Matt, in this lovely beginning of this 2018 Absolutely. It's beautiful. Beautiful day. It is. It's probably the nicest day we've had all week compared to all the freezing rain we've been getting up here. So we decided this week we want to talk about CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show. And there is the future of technology. Think of it as we talked about in earlier episodes. It's the World Fair of Technology. All the companies come together and they show off what they got. And I don't know about you, but I
1: I drool over some of the technology that's released, you know, because it's, they're pushing, they're giving concepts of stuff we've been looking for for so long. And now we finally get to see like hands-on
0: products. And a lot of this stuff is like concepts, like it's stuff that could happen, which makes it really cool. It may not exist. Like last year, Razer had their triple monitor display and like, this is the stuff that gets announced. It's not, like, ready to buy, but it's look at what we can do now. It's science
1: fiction so, so, so close to being mass-produced to the consumer market.
0: It's exciting. So, Matt, did you have something you wanted to say? Before yeah, I just excited? wanted to say that <laughs> yesterday, did you hear what happened at CES? uh the power went
1: out the power went out and isn't that ironic because so many electronic gadgets rely on power yet at the, the the biggest consumer electronic convention the power went out i just thought that was that was really funny
0: yeah you know i feel like a place like that would have reassurance it's like all right let's not try to blow Let's. The power is important at this place. It's at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Yeah. So
1: obviously they do a, bu- a bunch of events there, but I guess you know when you're at a the biggest consumer electronics show, there's obviously obviously going to be the largest draw of power. So if it's if anything's going to go wrong, it's probably at that convention.
0: Well, this episode we just wanted to talk about some things we've been seeing already. We're only recording this on the second day, so we're getting our information from different sources. But I wanted to start us off with um, the Vivo phone shows off its first in-screen fingerprint scanner. And this is a big deal because if you look at the new phones are going bezel-less, no top bezel, no rear bezel. Look at the um, iPhone X. Yeah, no chins. Which because of that, you lose the fingerprint scanner on the front or you have it on the back. Now, this is a big deal because if phones are going to go just all screen, having a fingerprint reader on the screen itself and not like obtrusive
1: within the screen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's
1: a big deal. Absolutely. And we know Apple was trying to push it for the iPhone 10, but they came out with the, the face recognition face ID as a substitute.
0: Yeah. So what's cool about this when I was looking into it, it doesn't break up the screen space. You still have all your screen real estate and you just, press and it's this the phone like did a almost like a spider web thing you pressed in the middle of the screen and then like spider webs came out where you pressed and then it unlocked the phone wow as, yeah. a, as a graphic or a physical property of it that the screen uh, flexed or no a gr- or a graphic. graphic okay so with the home button disappearing you know fingerprint sensor on the screen is going to be probably the newest biggest phone trend and you're saying
1: Absolutely. Apple's going to hop on this. Samsung's going to
0: hop on it. Rumor has it already the Samsung Galaxy S9 is integrating this. And we hear rumors at CES that the Samsung Galaxy S9 is actually going to be launched next month at the Mobile World Congress. An absolute perk of of CES is learning about release dates from these major contender
1: companies, which is really exciting because you get to look at when the latest technology is actually
0: going to come out other than seeing concepts. So actually, how the they actually have some information on how this printer, this fingerprint reader works. It's not just a con, like a concept. It's like oh, you'll see. They had they... the technology down. Yeah. So here, wow. let me explain it to you. Yeah, please do. So the fingerprint sensor is made by a company called Syn- Synapse, and it lives under an OLED display. And the screen you're looking at is actually behind the cover of glass. And when your fingerprint hits the target, a sensor array turns on the display to light your finger and only your finger so that the image of your print makes it way to the optical image sensor beneath the display. So in a sense, it's lighting up your finger and then the way your finger reacts to light, like the crevices, it then takes in that info. Yeah. So it's taking a, in a sense it's taking a photo of your finger and being
1: like yep that's your fingerprint yeah it's different than a typical fingerprint sensor where the fingerprints directly touching the sensors this one has to go through the the surface of glass to read it so it, i guess it's some sort of ray that it shoots through right yeah, yeah it goes yeah. through the through display the glass yeah
0: now the problem with this is you're going to start seeing that it may not be as secure maybe because i was gonna say you're losing that that and it also might not be as fast but this is still beginning of the technology Yeah, yeah first it's a concept it's not in any phone right now but the technology is there and it probably will be introduced into the samsung galaxy s9 for sure and maybe even rumored the new next iphone wow so i also want to just mention quickly that talking about the samsung galaxy s9 that also is rumored to be announced next month nice so they don't want to confirm from the sources that we got they don't want to confirm that the galaxy s9 is going to be the name of it but it wouldn't be too much of a surprise if it was it's kind of makes sense it makes sense that they'll be um showing it off because they didn't show it at CES. There was rumors that it was going to show up at CES. So it makes sense that they're if they are pushing it back, that's probably what's going to show up coming up soon. So it's going to be probably... And then more rumor, just all the rumor mill. If it is shown next month, it will probably go on sale sometime in late March, early April. But the exact date is not known right now. So Matt, what have you found in your hunts for... Some some cool technology. Yeah, I
1: found something that's that's really unique. Uh, not just for what it does, but the the technology behind it. So this is you know the brand L'Oreal, like that makeup brand. Yeah, yeah. So the okay, we get a bunch of contenders at the conference that you're like, oh well, maybe they're not a tech company, but they have some ideas to innovate their their individual fields through technology. So L'Oreal came up this thing called UV Sense. So it's a sensor that's less than two millimeters thick that can fit on your thumbnail. It's literally a small little sensor. Uh, Its purpose is to monitor ultraviolet exposure and it pairs with an app on your phone so that can tell you when to put on sunscreen and protect your skin. But the major thing, it's it's a sensor that's less than two millimeters thick that doesn't require any major hardware to it. So it's a really thin sensor. So they're thinking they can use something that small as sensors on the body in hospitals and whatnot. I'm assuming then it's connected via NFC? Yes. Yeah. Good guess. Same as like a little credit card chip,
0: you know? Yeah, because it can't be something like a... It's battery free too. Yeah, it has to be battery free. So it has to be a passive device in a sense.
1: And it's not an invasive monitor. So if you can have lots of little ones on someone rather than going internal, that's a huge breakthrough in in the medical field for technology.
0: Uh, Just really interesting. And, you know, that's also the beauty of CES right there. Looking at devices that are not made by your Samsung, your Sony, but devices that affect other fields than just the geek, the geek heads running around with their Android phones. You know,
1: I have something that, that appeals not just to the geek heads, but maybe the geek head's girlfriend. Or boyfriend, if they if they're into jewelry, uh, Dell obviously a, a major computer brand paired up with like a, an actress, Nikki Reed. Uh, I don't know many films she was in but they actually made um jewelry out of 14 and 18 karat gold recovered from uh, motherboards Ooh. and other phone parts and they sell it as jewelry and i looked at that and they're like big bracelets that are big solid gold some, some things are real expensive some are less obviously you're paying a premium because it's like a special run
0: and sold by dell
1: and sold by dell yeah isn't that isn't that unique because it's not a piece of technology but it's a complete technology component. That's being yeah. utilized for something. And that was that was released at um CES, which I thought was really
0: interesting, because that's not technology, that's a uh, jewelry. But it works. It's amazing how much stuff can be recovered from computers. Like Precious I remember metals. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching a video and it's like even though it's like little trace amounts of gold from like the tips of connectors and resistors and all that stuff, it adds up. People get rid of millions of phones a year in like dumps and landfills or like recycle them if they're not refurbished and by collecting all these even computer boards like it's a long process but if you get a lot you can get some value out
1: of it well that jewelry line isn't just a reminder of uh, what you can do with those precious metals it's a reminder of how much precious metals actually go into the devices like you said everything if you collect enough you're you're, you have a mining operation you're going to strike gold you know (laughs) exactly other precious silver you know any conductors
0: well, that's a pretty cool thing. So, you know, it's also really cool. Tell me. That I saw as well. VR is uh, growing. Lots it's, of VR. Yeah. I'm surprised. It's VR is in that same realm as I'd say, like, 3D was a couple of years ago. That, like, people don't know how long it's going to stay. Is it here to stay forever? Is it a novelty? Or is it a novelty? But HTC with their Vibe Pro VR headset is going to say that it's something to stay and that's been around yeah because their htc vibe has been around for a couple years now but now their pro edition will have built-in headphones and a higher resolution display and they're actually working on um a wireless component as well so you don't have to be tethered to your computer which is kind of a big deal because that hasn't been done before now a lot of people think it's to
1: be for just gaming, maybe at first. But do you, can you picture that going into other fields? Something
0: if you have such a high
1: quality screen,
0: yeah, I can imagine it, and it makes me interested to see if more advances in VR are to come. Because like, I wouldn't say VR is the most consumer like approach to VR would see PlayStation VR, like mm-hmm. you just need a PlayStation and the headset. And that's all you need, but for like the HTC Vibe, that's you need a powerhouse. You need a computer, the whole setup, you're running the whole software
1: setup. just to power the headset in addition to yeah. the
0: gamers or program that you're running. But so this new this new uh display will have dual OLED displays that are uh 14 by 16 per eye, and like six six hundred fifteen pixels per inch. You're looking at which,
1: a pro level specs right there.
0: Yeah, which is a seventy eight percent increase from their
1: current vibe. Oh wow! So they thought it was crucial to make it that much better.
0: Yeah, and this puts it's a big upgrade. Well, the reason that this is such a big deal is it puts Oculus Rift and the Windows devices. It lowers them because that's such a huge jump up. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a. Price point for this right now, but I can imagine it's not it's not too cheap. But it doesn't mean that people won't buy it. People are gonna buy it no matter what. And it it one thing that's important is like the software is still backwards compatible with everything, because that is an important thing to keep in mind. And the built-in headphones is nice because I know the Oculus Rift has that already. Yeah, yeah, it's turning into all-in-one system. It's like it's good it's good easily accessible for people it makes it
1: less of a, a big jump to get into vr where you have to get the headset you have to get the goggles you have to get the controllers the software everything kind of packages it together and it and like you said we see we've seen it for a little bit now but the fact that it keeps coming back like 3d you know it was like how are we going to utilize this now vr is it's been repeatedly showing up in all the ces conventions for the past couple of years it's becoming a big deal it is a big deal absolutely and people know about it, too. It's right. not It's not just a fad.
0: It's just a curious piece of technology. How are we going to utilize it? Now, did you have another one that you wanted to talk about? Because I could just fire into my next one, too. Did you want to fire into it? Yeah. So this last thing I saw that actually blew my mind the more I looked into it, and I actually did some research on it, Samsung is releasing a modular TV called The Wall. The Wall. And the way they... From what it looks like, there's people in this photo standing next to it, and it's tall. It is Is the size of a wall, like an eight foot, eight foot wall. They described the wall as. Have you ever read Fahrenheit four fifty one? Yes. They described it as the giant TV parlors that covered the walls. Okay, yeah. This TV is a giant one hundred forty six inch TV. One hundred forty six inches. So that's diagonal. Which they measure. Which is, 60 is 5 feet. So it's 10 feet. Holy goodness. It's it's, it's the it's size a 12, of a... It's a 12-foot TV. It's the size of a wall. Yeah. Literally an 8-foot
1: wall in your house. Just look at a wall in your house, and that's the size of it.
0: And <laughs> it is huge. But it is considered a modular technology. So Samsung is allowing people to have TVs of custom sizes ordered. Wow. Now, it's modular because it pieces together? It's modular due to the fact that it's made up of millions of micro-LEDs. And because of this, you can get many different size TVs. Okay,
1: but you have to customize it beforehand. You can't do that yourself. Yes. It would probably be pretty, be, yeah.
0: What they consider is you have mil- you have millions, millions of displays to create one large display. Because, like... It may be a giant TV, but like you can get it in any size. There's um the company making it said that the hundred inch version would cost around ten thousand dollars. Oh, jeez, it's it's pretty big, but so modular. It's not like modular as in like a phone or something is modular or PCs modular. It's more in the sense that you can get any size because it's made up of these led modules. So instead of getting a TV, that's your regular 16 by nine, imagine getting like a large, long, thin one instead. Like that's what they mean by it. You can do it any shape. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that can be utilized in the home, in businesses, corporate
0: for the price is going to be, it's going to be just something that's, pretty and show off that you can yeah it's a kind of a prestigious kind of i have this yeah
1: it's like uh that marquez brownley mkbhd if you know him uh he had that what was that one i guess it was lg it was flat against his wall his tv it was so
0: thin it was like a paper thin tv Oh yeah yeah that? Samsung released that like Samsung. this year. Okay. It's um it's called the wallpaper or something. Yeah, it's it, I mean it looks like it's so skinny. It's so nice too. It's so thin that it actually flexes. It's yeah. because it's so thin. And I think it's like a window. That's, and if you
1: have such a high quality image like a 5K image and you're looking at it, it could look like you're looking out a
0: window. It makes me want a new TV. That's what it makes it do. Absolutely. But I think CES is always the place that this is going to happen. Beginning of the year, start off. But it also leads to a lot of predictions for what is to come. Like, I think this on-screen fingerprint sensor, I'm glad I found it here because I know that's going to come up again. I know someone's going to be implementing this. We have the rest
1: of the year. Exactly. Well, we have the rest of our lives. But,
0: yeah, now because it's the beginning of the year, we're going to see it released in different waves, whether that's with the same Samsung going to keep making bigger TVs and I think VR VR is going to still be here in 2018.
1: Yeah, the fact that it's so prevalent at CES 2018 is is just an indicator that it's here to stay.
0: Yeah. Well, I was I was kind of worried because like one day, I've have you tried VR? I have. I've tried
1: I don't know which headset I tried, but I've tried a better a better headset, not just like the typical like Google Car- Glass or something or cardboard or whatever they yeah. call it. I've tried an actual self continuing it with its own screens. What would you think of it? It was pretty good. You know, some people, it makes them feel sick because it's there's so much motion going on. The resolution on the one that I tried was not great. So you could tell it was like... So I could tell it was kind of tacky, but you know what? Because it was such a new sensation, I could tell it was there. I, I'm really curious to try one of these really, really The really high-end sets. ones, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I definitely think it's something that's... I hope it just becomes more user accessible in the sense that... If it could be a self-contained unit, in a sense, that was VR, then maybe we'd see an advance of it or easier availability for it. But right now, it's just something that, like, if you really like gaming and you really like VR and you're forefront of that stuff, it's right up your alley. But for me right now, I don't think I can uh, afford it or Or I don't utilize it in day to day. Exactly. Yeah, it's a novelty, as you said. For now, for now, for now. And
1: I think we've mentioned in past episodes, it could possibly be uh, utilized in medical fields and whatnot and and training for any, any job field. But for now, it's a novelty. And we're just, we're obviously companies are pushing how good it can be exactly to utilize whatever it's going to be used for.
0: Do you have any others? Yeah,
1: I'll just end on, um, I mean, the keynote speaker this year at CES was the CEO of uh, Ford, the motor company, and a big trend is uh, driverless cars, uh, automated, you know, um, yeah. autonomous. So, you know, he gave the keynote speech this year, and we saw a bunch of vehicles. There's a vehicle that Toyota released called the e and it's not necessarily a car, but just kind of a – if you know what a pallet is, it's like a, a wood pallet, yeah. like a stack that you can stack anything on top of. And their hope is that they can utilize it for whether that's moving people around, like as shuttles or moving luggage. It could be used for anything. So it's not just an autonomous car. Is it really a car? Is it like a shuttle now? It makes you think about it. So obviously, a lot of cars release their concept cars, and there's some crazy looking sports cars, futuristic sedans at CES, you know?
0: Well, it's the idea that if you don't need someone to drive it, why? have so much stuff inside the car like a lot of these concept cars as like the concept shuttle cars like normally the seats are facing inward towards one another. yeah it's not typical it's
1: not traditional and i learned actually i didn't know this before but for uh, driverless cars there's different levels of what it means to be a driverless autonomous car and level five means there's no steering wheel brake gas pedal um, gear stick or anything level five is like fully you just face each other you know in the car and that's like and that's what this e palette would be. So, and a lot of these concept cars are never re- really released. They're, they're really deep into the concept phase. Right. Some, we have seen them actually make production models, but that's another thing of CES that just they kind of push the extremes of, of the concepts of what they could be. But I don't think we're going to see a lot of those car models come out other than, you know, Tesla, obviously. It's to show what can come in the future. Yeah, it's just a show. It's like a kind of a museum of what's now. Or, or,
0: like the what's coming? As I said earlier, it's like the world's fair of technology nowadays. Absolutely. Well, Matt, I think I hope I really hope that you guys, you know, we gave you a little CES rundown. Hope you can look into your own. Uh,
1: different tech options that you saw at CES. You know, there's obviously a ton of coverage from all the tech magazines, even regular newspapers. And by
0: the time this this gets released, CES would have been over, so you can probably get some good reviews on what's all going on in the world. But if you're not in that tech realm, I hope you found some stuff that's coming your way. And look forward to the new Samsung uh, product releases as you were talking about. It's going to be that fingerprint sensor. I
1: know it's going to be. You're calling it now, so in in a couple months... If it's there, We're gonna see though, if, then I'm going right. to see if you're right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. See you
1: next week. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg and produced by Thomas Lance. Two Top is currently a non-funded project recorded weekly. For general inquiries or feedback, contact us at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and join us next week for another Two Topics.